Hey, Megan. Hey, Nicholas. So what did we talk about today? Today we talked about how to get out of a rut. We talked about doing things that bring you joy. And we talked about my super secret cookie recipe. All this and more on another exciting episode of the Refreshing Edge podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to the Refreshing Edge podcast, hosted by Megan and Nicholas DeSalvo, about what businesses go through when branding, developing creative, and marketing their business in an ever-changing digital climate. It's also about leadership, company culture, building community, working with your spouse, and whatever we feel is important to share with you today. You might know Megan as an amazing wife, incredible mother, thespian, entrepreneur, co-owner, and creator of opportunities at Edge One Media, and volunteer for every nonprofit organization that exists in Portland and maybe beyond. You might know Nicholas for his love of coffee, tennis, watches, video games, and all things Portland. Hey, Megan. Hey, Nicholas. How's it going today? It's going pretty well, actually. How is your day going? Um, It's going just flipping dandy. It's amazing. We're back here. We're recording our podcast. This is the first time in two weeks. We took last week off. You know why? Because we felt like it. Because we felt like it. We uh, had a very difficult time recording our podcast the week previous. And so um, we just took a little mental health break. From doing all the things. We have been spun um, quite uh, tightly (laughs) the last few weeks. And so we just needed, we needed some, something to give. And it was the podcast which um, was kind of a bummer, but but here we are. We're back. We're it committed. It gave us some space uh, to be thoughtful and mindful and take time for ourselves, which is very important, mm-hmm. and, uh, and be creative. Yes. Well, that's uh, that's something because creativity is a big part of our business. And uh, if I'm not feeling creative, things are not great, which um, kind of leads us to the topic of today's podcast which is how do you get your business, professional life, out of a rut if you're stuck in it? Yourself. Yeah. How do you get out of a rut? Because um, we we definitely were in one, and uh, we had to think of all the ways that we could to get ourselves out. And we did several things in the last couple of weeks, which are notable. Um, The first thing is, uh, as we record this at our kitchen table, uh, in between us is a 1,000-piece puzzle that we're working on, which is like um, the perfect meditative activity. You just sit here, and you don't focus on anything else but finding the right piece to the puzzle. And it's quite lovely, actually, just to sit quietly and have some time to yourself, even if you're working on it together. Now, there is one A very uh, important word of caution that I have to anybody who's uh, doing a puzzle with their spouse. And that is um, try not to be overly sarcastic about anything because they will cut you. There's territories in puzzles. I I believe firmly that there are territories. If you start on an area, it is your area. And if someone else finds a piece to it, then they can show it to you, give it to you, suggest that you might put it somewhere. But to come over and put it in and be coy about it 
is infuriating to well, me. Uh, to be fair, I wasn't. I didn't come over. I was already here. Yeah. And you'd asked me about one piece, and I just I kept on going with that particular section. And then you're like, okay, you can go now. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm just really good at puzzles. Um, which <laughs> set off hit a, a button. Yeah, it hit a button. And uh, Megan punched me in the face seven times. That is not true. Figuratively. Not at all. In a figurative way. No. With the look of doom. Oh, apparently I have a drawer of doom and now I have a look of doom. This is great. <laughs> So uh, another thing that we've been doing is getting more time outside, um, outside and in the sunshine and fresh air, you know, with what we do, a lot of times we're in front of a computer, on a phone, um, in, immersed in technology. Uh, even our kids are immersed in technology right now with school. Um, and then, you know, we also are gamers. We enjoy gaming and things of that nature. So, you know, I think, um, it, it's really important to have balance and that balance is being sure that you get outside, get some fresh air, sunshine. If it's where you are, if you have sunshine, um, or some rain, you know, just rain, get sure. out of the house. So there's no way around the technology piece of it right now because, um, everyone to, needs it. Everybody needs it to be connected to whatever they need to be connected to. But um, if there is any way that you can work in some analog activities into your day and your life, I, I think that helps break up um, the dependence on screens that we're all sort of facing at this moment, which can be kind of depressing after a while. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, you know, sometimes it's okay to check out of other people's stuff. So, you know, if you have mm -hmm. an, an, like if people are inundating you with their problems or their life and what's going on with them, um, sometimes it's okay to say, Hey, you know, that that's, you know, awful. And, you know, maybe you pick it up next week and you take a little break away from it. So, um, I think that that's also been a piece of what, uh, what we've done as well is, um, you know, personally with, with some people that we know and love, and then also, you know, with our clients is just kind of getting them to the spot that they need to be in for the moment. And then taking just a step away and saying, okay, I'm going to pick this back up next week. Um, that's okay to do. Yeah. No when to say when. Yes, set firm boundaries. I guess that would be a better way to say Setting it. Setting firm boundaries. Setting firm boundaries. Well, I think that's important in any part of your life, but in the professional sense right now also, because it, there is a tendency for people to, who are working from home to just continue to think about work, mm -hmm. and there is no artificial break-off point. There's no point where you get up and you leave your office and you go home. Mm -hmm. And um, so, to, so you need to sort of artificially put those things in place and, um, and yeah, that's, can be a difficult thing for uh, a lot of people for me in particular. I know I'm thinking about work basically all day long. And, um, if I don't build in some other activities, it can be really grouchy, which my family has experienced firsthand quite a bit in the last four weeks. Well, and I think part of that too is, you know, your routine used to be to get up and go uh, to the office and be in our office before our employees and then be there with them and then leave sometimes after them. Mm -hmm. um, and so you would have a lot of these alone time moments where you would be alone in your office. And, you know, we, we are not alone here. <laughs> there are four of us <laughs> in a house uh, with, you know, uh -huh. uh, just enough rooms for us all. Yeah, um, which uh, that's another thing we did. I don't think we talked about this on the last podcast, which was we did a six-hour last-to-leave-the-room challenge. 
And this was a challenge that the kids came up with, but it was brilliant. It's a way for you to manufacture your alone time. Um, and it ended up being really wonderful for Nicholas and I. Um, and I'm not so sure that the kids enjoyed it as much as they thought they would. No, I don't think they liked it as much. But um, so this is how it worked. We each selected a different room in the house that we had to be in for six hours. So and, you can't be in the same room. Right. And um, you had to stay there for six hours. And if you left, you lost. And you do get five minute breaks every couple hours yeah. where you can gather some belongings or use it for a restroom break or whatever that might look like for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and But those breaks only come every couple hours. So you got to use them wisely. Yeah. And they're short. They're a finite period. So you, you really have to prioritize what is important. And um, so that's what we uh, that's what we did. We did this six hour challenge. And I um, played a few video games, but then I took a master class from Steve Martin on comedy. It was lovely um, and uh, really just had some quiet time by myself, which um, I really need. I, so I haven't been adjusting to this whole work from home thing as well as I thought that I might, because I thought, oh yeah, I don't need to be out in the world. This is going to be great. It'll be fine. This is my dream. You're just not to stay a home. person typically. Just to so, stay yeah. home all the time. This is, yeah. this is my dream come true. There are, there are instances where I like being around or in front of people, but um, mostly I like to be at home. And for the past dec- couple decades or decade, at least you've been saying that you could totally be home all the time and be fine. Like yeah. that's something that you read repeatedly say well it turns out that is not the case it's a lie (laughs) because um the thing about this quarantine is that everybody's here also (laughs) and that is very difficult yes uh my time was spent uh i worked out i listened to music i wrote i read um it was very very nice to spend some time and then i did finish a show that i had been watching um that i really wanted to finish on my own so Mm -hmm. um you know those i think those moments you you don't realize how much you miss them until they're gone you know it used to be that i would go to a movie theater and and you know get get out by myself and go to the movies or um you know any number of things that i would go do activity wise out and about but um you know i didn't really even before this i didn't really have alone time here at my home um, most of the time I would leave and people would be here sleeping still. And then I would get home <laughs> and people would be coming home from school and, and work. And so, you know, it's, I, I, this is kind of normal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you, it's a big shock, you know, to the system because you, you even would have alone time here where I would take the kids and go and you'd, you'd be here, mm-hmm. um, you know, or you'd be here with just the kids, which is different than all four of us. So, yeah, that's true. And, uh, but, you know, uh, the thing that the six hour challenge did was it allowed us to do some of the things that we love to do by ourselves. And so Megan got to read books and watch shows and, um, do some writing. And I got to, um, learn about something that I'm very interested in. And I played some music and I wrote a song and, uh, you know, the stuff that is sort of hard to do when there's all these people around, like, it's very hard for me to play the piano in the house right now because everybody's always either they're doing schoolwork or Megan's on a zoom call or, uh, you know, any number of things. And so anytime I can build some, 
time in to play some music, which is something that absolutely brings me joy. Um, that's that's something that I try to take advantage of, and um, and so I mean that's the next thing is to try to build in some things into your life that bring you joy, and mm-hmm. whether that's your professional life, do things that you love. Like for me, I love making things. I love creating. I can't not create stuff. Um, it's just part of who I am, and and uh, it's a big part of our business is me just making things, and um, you know you know so that that is a big part of what I really like about my job. And so, uh, you know, one of the things that I've been thinking about is how, what are some creative ways that I can make things that would be useful on a regular basis and, uh, and then doing that. Yeah. And I think making sure that you get those moments of alone time so that you can remember what it is you're passionate about and what it is you care about or like, um, you know, if you're, caught up in everyone else or everything else it's really hard to remember what makes you tick and what what drives you so um those moments when you feel like you're in a rut i think oftentimes we feel like we're in a rut because either we've let our boundaries lax and um things are chaotic and not not the way that we want it to be um or um we haven't had enough self-care time to take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. and so you can just get stuck um you know, and, and brains get overloaded. I mean, you know, I think taking brain breaks is a, is a thing that they say for kids to do. And I think it's important for adults to do it too. Um, moving your body, it's, Mm -hmm. it's important to move your body. And I think right now that's also something that's not happening as often for people, you know, they're not going up and down stairs as often as they would or going, you know, places that they would go. And so the steps, your daily allotment of steps has probably gone down, uh, during this time, but in general, I think, um, you know, I used to have a coworker who always had a goal to walk um, as many steps as Amish people do every day. And so I think that that's an amazing thing to do is just to have that clarity on how much are you moving and, and how is your body and are you slunched over and slouched and have bad posture? Um, you know, just taking that time to exercise for me was amazing. And then I realized, oh, wow, I could just do this every day, just 30 minutes every day to just feel better and more in my body and alive. Yeah. So figure out what it is for you. I think that's interesting. You know, like the times when I really feel the most in a rut is when I realize that I stopped living so intentionally and I just do whatever the next thing that comes up is kind of mindlessly. And the trick for me uh, when that happens is to really try to be mindful of the things I do, I'm doing and why I'm doing them and build in some things that really create happiness and joy that kind of like light my fire. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm just doing stuff that I don't like all the time, or I just feel like I'm in, you know, I'm walking through a swamp or something like that. You can just do something different and change the way I'm approaching whatever it is I'm doing so that I can find something interesting or, um, important about it. I mean, I think that's one of the, one of the things that fuels me the most is just doing interesting stuff, Mm -hmm. learning about things. Um, and then, and then singing and dancing and music and stuff like that. (laughs) Uh, and also, you know, I think the other part of it too, is to not just fill your time for the sake of filling your time. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to have an hour where there's nothing on your calendar and you can just do whatever. See, um, that's not a problem for me, but I do know that that is a problem for you. It is a huge problem. Your for me. calendar is stupid busy. <laughs> like, I look at your calendar and my head starts spinning around and around. Like, there is no free moment in your day, almost ever. It is all completely scheduled out, which in some ways is great, but in another ways, you know, it'd be great if you scheduled in some like time to not do anything or time to look through my email or, you know, whatever it ends up yeah, being. The only that. free time you have in your day is when somebody cancels at the last minute. That's true. Otherwise your schedule is full That's true. of meetings, things. But it's part of my why. I mean, I always feel like I need to be available for people. I think that that's one of my things. And so, um, so I fill my time because I have time to fill and I'm learning that that's mm. not the case. Like tonight, I could be somewhere at six o'clock tonight and I decided I'm not going to, um, you know, and that would usually be a six to eight commitment. And I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to do it. And obviously it's virtual, but um, I'm still not going to do it. I'm going to take the time and just spend it with my family and be with my kids and my daughter and um, hang out and yep. do whatever. I don't have anything scheduled. Um, last night, didn't have anything scheduled after our work day. So I think, um, you know, that's been my intentional um, use of my time is just been to not schedule, not to fill up my day as much as I have been. Um, Because for the last five weeks, I've been go, go, go from seven in the morning to eight, eight or nine at night. Mm -hmm. And uh, that that's not serving anyone well. So (laughs) for me, I've been exercising more than I have in years because uh, I'm I'm going out with my kids and doing activities like we're going out and playing baseball a couple times a week and we're going out and taking walks. And, you know, last week we, we, as a family, we walked a 5k together. It was amazing. It was awesome. And we just walked around our, our extended neighborhood. It was quite, um, it's quite a loop that we did. And, um, and we went on a hike this weekend and found an area where nobody was and it was great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, um, to the extent, I think the biggest key is to, you know, be mindful about what is creating your rut. What is, you know, it is, it can be difficult to understand how malaise happens. You know, all of a sudden you're, you're there and it happens gradually usually. And it's because some of the, the good habits you have about taking care of yourself or taking care of your, you know, schedule or whatever it ends up being, those things, they fall off a little bit. And Um, You have to think about what is the thing that's really creating this rut and how can I do something different? How can I disrupt this feeling so that I feel creative again or so that I feel productive again or so that I feel like I can do, like I'm excited about stuff again, whatever it is that gets you excited. You know, I'm excited about making and creating and that kind of stuff, but it may be different for you. And I know Megan, like you get excited for connection and you get excited for um, feeling like you're helping people. And um, so whatever you can do to create those feelings and get out of whatever has gotten you into a slump, that's what you should do. Mm-hmm. I also um, think that people need to realize that others don't always know what's going on in your life. So it's important to be transparent. And I think transparency is super, like it's one of my my big things. Um So, you know, everyone is being impacted differently right now and life is different for everyone. Um, Some people have kids. Some people don't have kids. 
Um, some people live in a, by themselves. Some people live with family. Um, some people, you know, are in relationships and some aren't. Um, some are being economically impacted in different ways. Just knowing that people don't know where you are and, and a lot of people I find are self-focused until you let them know what's going on in your world. And then they open up and they're like, oh, wow, I, you know, I didn't know that. I didn't even think about what it was like. You know, I get this all the time. I have no idea how you do what you do with the kids at home, schooling, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's mm -hmm. just constantly people are talking about that. Um, but then there's the people who don't realize that we have kids or don't think about it. And then when I let them know, well, we're also trying to juggle this and, and the kids, it's amazing how much compassion people have for one another when they know and understand um, what it is that you're tackling or going through um, and where you're coming from. So just know that, you know, you're not in whatever situation you're in right now. You're not in it alone, um, but you can be in it alone if you don't let others in with it with you, if you don't let others into it with you. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to know a little something about you, especially if you're going through some hard times, because uh, I think by and large, people want to support other people. They want to help other people. And um, it helps to know if somebody is, you know, having a, a difficult time or struggling with something or, you know, just has a lot of balls in the air to uh, give you some grace for whatever you're going. I know that there's a lot of grace in the business world right now about meetings because our kids are around all the time. And so it, it used to drive Megan crazy. She was very, very strict about not letting people hear kids on the telephone or see kids in any kind of meeting because she didn't want to give off the impression that um, she wasn't professional. And uh, I, I went the complete opposite on that. I always thought that it was great, you know, for people to see uh, my kids while I was working. And, you know, maybe that has something to do with traditional gender roles also. You know, I always wanted to, you know, feel like I, I was involved in my kids' lives and, and you always, you. I was combating the people who always, um, spoke with me about how my yeah. kids are the reason why I couldn't be more successful or couldn't do something. Yeah. And better. I think that is totally, <laughs> I think that is totally, um, uh, sort of laden in gender stuff. And I think it's you know? different. You know, I was, I used to network in groups where that was, that was the predominant feeling was that it mm -hmm. wasn't acceptable to have your kids around or, you know, to, to have them part of your, um, world at that time. But then, uh, Nicholas is making background noise and it's <laughs> driving me crazy. He always does this. We're podcasting and he'll just play around with whatever's on the table or around him. I don't fidget. In any other aspect oh my of my gosh. life, but I'm I like I get I become fidgety as f yeah when we start recording something. Absolutely, he's playing with glue sticks that are in a plastic bag right now. There's no reason for you to be touching those glue sticks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know what I was saying anymore. You were talking but, about like you uh, were talking about the networking oh, groups. Oh, so yeah, I used to be in networking groups where that was the case, and still I'm still a part of some of those groups. However, I would say that what has been really a blessing um, is that people have, have seen all kinds of lifestyles now, you know, and, and if a kid runs into your zoom call or, or whatever you're, you've got going on, 
people don't care. People actually even go ooh and ah and love to see your kids now. Mm -hmm. And that was not the case in traditional networking pre previous to this, um, except for one group that I'm a part of. I'm a part of um, the Mob Nation, which is uh, mom-owned businesses. And they have always led with, you know, your families first and your, you've got kids first and that's life. And, um, you know, I think it's refreshing to be a part of a group like that. So I'm, I am um, very happy that people don't need to apologize for their kids. And I catch people all the time right now apologizing on group Zoom calls um, in networking events for their children. And I will say, you do not need to apologize for your kids anymore. You don't need to do that uh, because I think we're just so programmed to do that. Um, so I'm happy to see that that's something that might change. Well, I have to say that that is a big pet peeve of mine in general is people apologizing for things in their life. Um, because you know, this happens a lot with questions and, uh, people are apologized for asking a question. I'm sorry if you've already answered this, or you don't have to answer this as if this is too difficult a question or something like that, where you totally let the person off the hook that you're asking the question to just ask the question. Don't apologize for stuff. Don't apologize for things you don't need to apologize for. Don't apologize for your kids. They live here. Mm -hmm. Don't they, apologize for yourself. Don't apologize. And um, before this happened, I I never stressed about people being able to hear my children because I just have children. And that was that's that's just part of my life. And uh, I never worried about taking kids along with me. Now, I do, like I said, I do think that it's different between you and I because I don't have the struggle to be taken seriously as a business person yeah. the way that you do. Yeah. Um, so I understand, but um, at the same time, you know, you would always <laughs> you would always get on me when um, I'd have the kids around for a business meeting, and I was like, people don't care. And, and it's true. Most, I mean, honestly, most of our clients either have kids or. Um, know of people who uh, do and they they like having kids around speaking of which we have just been approached by our son with a written message what did it say it said can i play with owen yes <laughs> go play with owen he approached us with a written note on his phone asking us a question and to clarify it's an ipod it's not a phone yeah but, i mean yeah it's an old we phone that we've turned phone. into an right. ipod there is no cell service. So yes, you may, but you need to go upstairs. Yeah. Uh, so we are downstairs and we've currently instructed the children to be upstairs um, so that we could have our recording studio space because we don't have my nice little office or, you know, I say little, but my nice office, um, you know, and I think uh, it's nice to... Megan's office in real life is like, um, it's like going into the, the Godfather's office. It's like the back office. She's the dawn <laughs> of Edge One Media. I am. You go in and you visit... <laughs> And the door closes behind you and she makes you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> and, so uh, and I miss people... it. I have a beautiful white chair and my pristine desk and I miss it yeah, so much. Yeah, shells and oh, plants. and miss it. I know. Someday, we hope, we'll be able to go back. Maybe. And uh, hang out there. But uh, for now, here we are. Yeah. Just chilling. Just, you know, doing the thing at the kitchen table as you do. <laughs> kids coming up to us asking if they can play video games they did their work they did their uh schoolwork so that's good i'd say at four o'clock in the afternoon it's okay to play some video okay. games well that's something that's changed also because previous to this uh the kids were not allowed to play video games on school nights ever true. not that once true. that was a rule no exceptions yeah and uh now 
That's, a lot has changed. That's not a thing Quarantine anymore. Quarantine has changed a lot of things <laughs> in this house. I think that's another thing is that people need to give themselves a little bit of grace for the situation that they're in because, you know, I, I think if we looked at how we are parenting our children um, now uh, with our six months ago selves, we'd be mortified by the amount of t- uh, time they're spending in front of screens and um, what they're doing. But, but now... It's just adapting to or the what situation, to what they're eating. Right. <laughs> we make more cookies in this house than we've ever made in our entire life. Thank God for the exercise. <laughs> True. I make good cookies. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we're just adapting to the situation that we're in. And, you know, we are very tied to the technology to be able to learn new things. And I do think that we're going to come out of this with with skills we didn't have previously or comfort that we didn't have previously interacting in a digital world. And um, that's going to serve our children well in their life mm-hmm. because there's no point at which um, the technology goes backwards, you know, unless there's a complete meltdown, which is, you know, not impossible. We've seen unprecedented things happen in the last four weeks, but but generally the technology as a, is at a place where it is just going to continue to move forward. And if you can embrace using technology as a learning tool and, and interfacing with it, it's going to serve you well in life. Yeah. It'll continue to evolve. Um, and even right now there's a lot of, um, stuff out there. And one of the sharks from shark tank, uh, is having free courses on AI, artificial intelligence and how to interface with it. And, you know, there's just so much out there about tech right now. And I think, um, times like this, really what happens is the creative people get more creative. Uh, there's, there's stuff that's being built and created and invented while we, uh, are here podcasting from our kitchen table. Um, it's, it will be miraculous to see what happens on the other end to see the things that are created from this time. Um, you know, if you look back in history, there's some of the best inventions uh, were made in the in the most interesting of times uh, when people were stuck home or stuck mm-hmm. um, somewhere. So it'll be it'll be a fun thing to see. I think. Yeah, I, I'm um, I'm thinking about making a quarantine album, songs that I've written in quarantine, or or maybe a quarantine concert. When I say things like this to Megan, she's like, "How about you make some stuff for work?" <laughs> 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 I didn't say that right now. I'm nodding and smiling at you. No, but uh, but that's kind of the attitude. You know, that's the difference. It's, it used it, to be the attitude. Yeah. So you do some. You cook some amazing. You bake some amazing things, Megan. In fact, actually, just before uh, we started recording this episode, Megan brought me up her tub of amazing cookies that she has made. Um, and she makes some of the best treats and thank God that we have upped our physical activity because I will eat these cookies all day long. What are in these cookies, Megan? Uh, they're very simple. No bake cookies. There's, they're not even baking. They're just like your magic concoction. Yeah. So it's, um, oatmeal, um, and then chocolate, butter, sugar. That's it. But not actual butter. Uh, well, no, for us it's fake butter. So it's earth balance. Um, but for others, it could be real butter. Oh, and a little bit of milk too. And a little bit of vanilla. And by milk, you mean oat milk. Oat milk. So yeah. we're dairy-free up in this piece. Yep, we are. It's gluten-free, dairy-free treats. And then you just mold them into balls and you boil the ingredients together and then you mold them into balls and put them on cookie sheets and then they dry and they're tasty. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one of the ones. What I've noticed uh, from this time is that I am longing for the things that I loved as a child. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times I will think about what I ate or had as a child and make those things. Um, but for me, baking has always been um, a way that I can just kind of escape and uh, and also show people that I care. And so it's something that I do um, to really just you know have a, kind of a mindless activity that I can enjoy and and not really um yeah not really have a rhyme or reason to it and then uh people enjoy it and tell me how wonderful it is after and so that's always a reason to do it oh my god these cookies are so amazing i actually thought about making them and putting them in containers and then porch delivering them to people but um, you shouldn't do that because that would mean that we're less for (laughs) us in this house (laughs) and these cookies are everything that i've ever hoped for in my life it's good because the first time that I made them, you weren't, I mean, you liked them, but yeah. you didn't love them. Well, there was too much sugar in them the first time. Yeah. And that's a weird thing to say about cookies, but um, but if there's too much sugar and stuff, you know, it's difficult to, to eat them. So you have to. I have the sugar. The sugar in this recipe. And yeah, I have the sugar and I upped. Uh, oh, there's peanut butter in them too. Sorry. Yeah. Did you not um, say that? Yeah, I, I don't know if I said that. Anyway, I upped, I upped the peanut butter and half the sugar a little and... Uh, it was good. Half to the sugar a little. Well, I mean, I halved it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I halved it a little. I mean, it's the end of my day. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what I did? I don't know. <laughs> I throw things together in a bowl and it tastes good. Mm-hmm. So these cookies have happened. You've made uh, brownies. I have made brownies You've made a couple times. Cake. I've made carrot cake. I've you made have made chocolate, chocolate chip cookies. cookies. Chocolate chip cookies are my absolute favorite thing that exists in life. The problem um, is... I say that about a lot oh. of things. I'm prone to hyperbole. That's something that you should know about mm-hmm. me. I do. Uh, I'm also very good at not allowing Megan space once I get talking about stuff, which is what just happened because she tried to talk about something and I was like, nope, I'm still talking. I apologize. Don't apologize. Uh, it is okay to apologize when, <laughs> when someone needs an apology. That's totally fine. It's okay, not... I accept your apology. Yeah, there you go. Um. So I don't know what I was going to say now, uh, you know, but yeah, anyway. Uh, oh, uh, so the chocolate chip cookies are difficult to make right now because we have not only are we dairy free and gluten free, Oh my we're also egg free and potato free Mm -hmm. and potato free and gluten free is a really difficult combination. Very difficult combination. We just keep on picking up food allergies all over the place. (laughs) Like, oh, there's an obscure food allergy. Let's have that one too. (laughs) Oh, I don't like raspberries anymore. I'll just have that as my allergy. Whatever. Um, so so I've been using rice flour and almond flour. And uh, I do like the almond flour better. And luckily, we found we sourced more. But flour is difficult to come by these days, especially um, alternative flour. So Baking is a popular um, activity at this moment. It is. And apparently, I should have stocked up uh, at some point. But I was trying to be a nice person and not take all the things. Mm-hmm. So um, Next time. Yeah. Uh, we are not going to be nice. Hopefully there won't be a next time. Next time there is a global crisis and pandemic. Um, we will be better prepared with baked goods <laughs> supplies. So um, so we have what we need now. So there will be more chocolate cookies in your future, Nicholas. But um, You are a saint. Yeah. You are a... What else could I say that's good about you? I don't know. Majestic. You are a majestic oh, goddess. Thank you. And I cannot believe how amazing you are at so many things. But in this particular instance, I'm talking about baking. 
<laughs> because you want me to continue to do it. Oh, I desperately want another cookie even now. <laughs> if I didn't have this cord attached to me, I would go get you one. <laughs> After this episode, Nicholas mm. eats half a dozen cookies. I don't even know. I don't even. I, so find the things that you love to do. Find the things that you love to do and the things that you love to eat. And do that. <laughs> and eat them. Uh, cheeseburgers. Okay. Here's another thing that happened. In the, uh, so I, I, cheeseburgers used to be a... We're gluten-free, dairy-free, uh, potato-free, egg-free, all those things. Well, like but... individuals are uh, of us eat different things. Like I, I will still eat gluten, but, um, and I still eat eggs, but I don't have dairy. And, um, but uh, various people in our family have different allergies. And so, uh, in aggregate, these are our, our, our allergies. Anyway, I, cheeseburgers were a, a problem food for me, um, for a number of years. And, um, and I still have burgers now, but they're a much different version. Um, there's no cheese and they're lettuce wrapped and they're kind of void of all the fun. That. <laughs> they're called the no fun burger and they're, yeah um there it's basically just plants and protein and uh that's kind of my diet but in the previous 365 days uh before this weekend happened i had had zero cheeseburgers zero not a single one and this weekend i had four <laughs> because um man i just needed to eat my feelings it was needed <laughs> our traeger died uh, blew our up. Traeger, uh, we had an issue, uh, something yeah, so chewed the, our, through something. Yeah, the sensor, um, the cord on the temperature sensor, uh, got chewed through. So we ordered another one. I installed it and then I let, you know, one of the wires touch the, um, Metal. The, the side of the grill as I was putting it back together and shorted out completely big explosion. Um, Traeger no more. Traeger is dead and gone. And he had purchased meat to be able to grill on tr said Traeger, mm -hmm. <laughs> knowing that this part was coming. Yeah. And uh, couldn't do it. And so we had to rectify the situation and go get you some cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. Multiple terrible, disgusting cheeseburgers. Which day one would have been fine. Yeah, had day been one okay. happened by itself, totally would have been fine. But day two of cheeseburgers was, was probably, too, yeah, it's it was too, too much. much for me to overcome. Yeah. I didn't sleep uh, that that night and um i was feeling pretty terrible the next monday morning um and but you got it out of your system i don't I, have to do it again in more ways than one <laughs> so now it's back to cookies brownies and plant-based diet <laughs> yeah <laughs> with uh, some meat salad i had salad yeah and uh and last night we had a rice bowl yep. for dinner and uh, that was much better it and tonight we're doing tacos vegetables just more vegetables you know if you eat vegetables you'll feel better that should be part of your getting out of um a rut yeah out of a rut just eat some vegetables yeah have it's, a salad they're they're so good they're amazing and i will never stray again until the next time i really uh, need a need cheeseburger in <laughs> the next global the, pandemic the next global pandemic that happens <laughs> i'll eat some cheeseburgers oh but in all um in all respect, we hope that this finds you well, um, that you are uh, not in a rut. But if you are in a rut, hopefully some of the things that we talked about today might help you get out of said rut. Mm -hmm. uh, if you need a cheeseburger, go eat a cheeseburger. If you need a salad, eat a salad. Uh, but just take, take time to reflect on how life is for you right now, where you're at, what's going on, 
um, who knows about it and what can you do and, and what things can you put in place so that you have good boundaries and are able to get fresh air and do all of the things that you want to do during this time. All the things that bring you joy. Mm -hmm. All the things that bring you joy and focus less on the things that you need to, should do, have to those things. Um, you know, if you don't get to it today, it'll be there tomorrow. Um, you know, sometimes you have to stick to a deadline, but for the most part, give yourself some grace and know that everyone else is hopefully doing that as well. And join our Refreshing Edge Facebook group because yes. we are a breath of fresh air, man. <laughs> We're checking in with people on a daily basis. We are just so nice. <laughs> like we care about people so much. And Nicholas would really like to get to like 500 people in that group. So, um, you know, it would it would help. So then, then he could showcase his quarantine songs to it you. It would give me the little um, splash of dopamine I need. <laughs> so you can find it on Facebook at facebook.com slash refreshing edge. I don't um, actually know if that's a true. That is thing. true. It is. I set it up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Megan is like a pro at this I whole social media thing. <laughs> don't ask her about Instagram, but. <laughs> that's not true. I'm good with Instagram. You are great. Oh, with, you stop it. You're great with other people's Instagram. It's true. I, I. So here's the thing. He's giving me a hard time right now because my social media, my personal social media is lacking. But that's because I ma manage so many other accounts. Um, in fact, I have people saying, how do you manage all the accounts you do? And honestly, I don't know. Uh, I have help. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I enjoy it. It's something that I'm passionate about. I like helping others. But when it comes to myself, I just don't think that I'm all that interesting. I don't know what to share or how to share it. Um, and I know that I should just reflect like I tell my clients to do and reflect on my day and see what's shareable. Um, mm -hmm. So... So I have made it my mission to become your personal paparazzi and, um, you know, take pictures of you throughout the day and then steal your phone and then post them to your Instagram so that uh, people can see the badass boss babe that you are. Thanks, hon. You're welcome. I never call you babe. That's I know. Felt, I like it. Do you? Yeah. It felt a little weird the first time. but I mean, uh, you know, if we're wearing the like hat of, you know, edge one then it's a little weird but you know we blur the lines on this podcast it's part edge one part megan and nicholas well we're doing this from our kitchen table so there you go so. i think that's the hard part that's also the hard part you know is the context yeah the context like i'm very good at at the hats and what you know what zone i'm in but it's hard when you are at home and home is now all the zones <laughs> it is yeah so at work you can be one thing to your spouse you know, if you work together, this is a, a little inside baseball. But when at, at work, our relationship dynamic is a little bit different than it is at home. Um, and uh, it's easier to compartmentalize for me when there is some contextual differences, you know, like in the office space or in a meeting or something like that. But when everything occurs at our house, um, that's a little bit more difficult. Not going to lie to you about that. So... Yeah, you can call me babe if you want to. Babe. <laughs> boss babe. Thanks. Hashtag boss babe. <laughs> so uh, we hope that you got some nuggets uh, out of this episode. Nuggets. And then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nuggets, that's your new word. Nuggets. I, I find nugget to be a funny word. Why? Because of Owen Hart. Oh. Because he would say, I'm not, not a, nugget. a nugget. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Also, Juliet, our daughter loves chicken nuggets <laughs> so it makes you think of that <laughs> i hope that you got a 
piece of wonderful information. A a bite-sized breaded chicken piece. No. No. Of helpful information. Uh, and that you can apply it to your life, your business, your partnership, whatever that might look like for you uh, or yourself. And uh, that you can establish some good routines to get out of a rut if you're in one or to not get in a rut if you feel like you might be close to one. And find the things that you're passionate about and go do them. Go do them. Is that the homework? I guess so. What should be the homework assignment? It should be to find the things that you're passionate about and do them. But we should make it into an actionable challenge. Like find one thing that you can do this week that you are passionate about, that brings you joy, that lights your fire, that does all of the things for you and do that. And post a picture to your social media hashtag refreshing edge so we can see it go do it if you liked what you heard today please be sure to subscribe to our podcast share it with a friend follow us on the socials at edge one media at this is nicholas de or at megan de 